I actually got a tattoo on my, my right forearm in the shape of a Superman diamond with the backdrop of the Maryland flag and uh, the prestigious CPA letters running across the diamond. Welcome to Improv is No Joke podcast, where it's all about becoming a more effective communicator by embracing the principles of improvisation. I'm your host, Peter Margaritas, the self-proclaimed chief edutainment officer of my business, The Accidental Accountant. My goal is to provide you with thought-provoking interviews with business leaders so you can become an effective improviser, which will lead to building stronger relationships with clients, customers, colleagues, and even your family. So let's start the show. Welcome to episode 69, and today my guest is Byron Patrick, who is the Managing Director of CPA Practice at Network Alliance. Byron is known nationally as an industry thought leader and a multi-year recipient of the CPA Practice Advisors 40 Under 40 Award. Byron has been an active member of the Maryland Association of CPAs since the beginning of his career. He is one of the founding members and past chair of the MACPA's New Young Professionals Network. Byron is a past chairman of the board of directors of the MACPA. In addition, Byron is a member of the Technology Committee and has participated in a number of task force and initiatives over the years. Byron credits much of his professional success to the support and membership of the MACPA, and this is the crux of our conversation. The benefits from volunteering at your state CPA association is endless. The financial and personal investment Byron has made to the MACPA has paid for itself many times over by the people he has come in contact with over the years. I enjoy all of my conversations with my guests, and I really enjoyed this conversation with Byron because I share the exact same belief as Byron, and our paths are similar in many ways. Well, before we get to the interview, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the first five episodes of this podcast, which are qualified for CPE self-study credit under the NASBA category of personal development. Those interviews are with Clark Price, the retired CEO of the Ohio Society of CPAs, Mike Scorantino, author of Gratitude Marketing, Tom Hood, who is the current CEO of the Maryland Association of CPAs, Edmund Lowitz, who is a partner with the firm of Witham Smith & Brown, and Carl Ulrichs, who is an HR professional at Gregory & Appel Insurance. These episodes are located on the MACPA BLI self-study website, and they are mobile-friendly. Create an account and purchase an episode. Then you can listen to them on your daily commute or while you're working out or even at your desk. When you're finished, take the review and final exam on your mobile device or your computer. It's that easy. While all selected Improv is No Joke podcasts are available on my website, only those purchased through the MACPA BLI self-study website are eligible for CPE self-study credit. You can get the detailed instructions by visiting my website at petermargaritas.com and clicking on the graphic, Listen, Learn, and Earn Improv is No Joke podcast on the homepage. I hope you enjoy this exciting and flexible new way of receiving CPE credit. Okay, now let's get to the interview with Byron Patrick. Byron, 
Welcome to my podcast. I greatly appreciate you taking time out of your very busy schedule to, to have a conversation with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Peter. I'm uh, looking forward to uh, hanging out with you and uh, just uh, having a good time. Byron and I, we both spoke at the uh, Southeastern Accounting Show in Atlanta uh, a little over a week ago. And after our sessions, we were, let's say, in a restaurant, maybe at a bar. And we were just having a, a couple of drinks, but we got we got into this really cool conversation that I, I asked him if he'd be on the podcast to kind of share that with us. Uh, and obviously, he agreed to it. But you know, just so everyone has a little bit of idea who you are, can you give us a little bit about your background, Byron? Yeah, absolutely. I I'm CPA by trade. I started my career with a uh, small CPA firm. Uh, in Annapolis, Maryland. And when I was there, I, I was kind of the, the young guy in the office and therefore the only one who knew how to right click. And uh, <laughs> once, once that was discovered, um, my trajectory in the accounting industry changed dynamically. I, uh, I, I realized that the taxes were, were not my love. And, and despite love and audit work, I, I somehow just kept getting sucked into this IT world. So, you know, I, after a few changes uh, in 2003, I actually became the IT director of a, a rather large CPA firm in the Baltimore area. And subsequently in 2008, I uh, started my own company supporting CPA firms uh, as they transitioned into the quote unquote cloud. You know, hung out there for, for a number of years and uh, sold that. Moved on to Network Alliance, where where now um, I can really blend kind of all my loves of uh, the accounting industry, doing the the same type of support for CPA firms, but really embracing um, my involvement in the industry. I, I was chairman of the board for the Maryland Association of CPAs in 2013. Been heavily involved with with the Maryland Association, the American Institute of CPAs, or, or as we refer to it now, the Association of International CPAs, and uh, to be official. And uh, you know, so so now I'm I'm kind of riding the circuit, uh, speaking to CPAs all around the country, just meeting them and talking about uh, IT security, I, uh, IT updates, basically everything and anything uh, that is as nerdy as it can get, kind of falls under my uh, purview. I'm still trying to get past you. You were the only one who could right click. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, 1999, 2000. You know, the fact that you had two buttons on on a mouse was was pretty far out. <laughs> uh, so, but before we get into our, our, our conversation, that uh, you know, because we got a really good conversation about volunteerism and, and the benefits of it, tell tell me more about what your firm does with other CPA firms. I mean, when when you provide IT solutions, that's in yeah. security. That to me, that's a very broad. Uh, brush there. Uh, yeah. Can you can you give me some examples of of, of what you what you do? Absolutely. Um, it is a broad brush because it, you know we really we're almost like an outsourced IT department 
for your firm. So we have uh, firms that we support everywhere from, you know, uh, Maryland, Delaware, all the way to Fairbanks, Alaska. And in, instead of those firms having their traditional, you know, network of owning servers and, you know, managing updates and, you know, having the Byrons in the office walk around installing QuickBooks to their computers, uh, we basically relocate that stuff to a uh, tier four data center. We have engineers and, and support team members that, that handle everything you would expect of an IT department and, you know, kind of package that in a monthly fee. So, so we rebel on the whole hourly billing unknown bill that, that typical IT consultants give and, you know, provide really high level support that, to be honest, most firms under 100 people, let's say, they can't even afford this level of support that we provide um, to do it in-house. So we, we kind of create that economies of scales and, and give them, you know, the same tools that the big guys are using and uh, level the playing field. Wow, your business must be exploding then. It's going well. It's it's uh, very. I, I mean, that's what I started my business doing in 2008. That that grew really well, and then uh, Network Alliance just has a much larger team than I had built. So having a full team behind it, um, we're we're selling the heck out of it, really helping a lot of people out. And, you know, given circumstances like what's going on in like Houston, and you know, yeah. here in a few days, uh, Miami, Florida, you know, solutions like ours can give businesses the peace of mind that they don't have to worry about that aspect and can just focus on their family and you know know that everything else is going to be ready for them to help their clients and 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 whatnot you know when the time comes without concerns of uh where their data is and if they can even use it yeah i mean anytime when you think about a disaster you want to protect your people your data and then your assets and having that one, the the D already taken care of offsite, nowhere near, uh, has to be a, a big peace of mind for a lot of your clients. And like you said, yeah, for the people in Houston and and the people in, in Florida upcoming, uh, with with Irma, I think yeah, you know, I think a lot of that. Sometimes we don't think about it until it's too late. <laughs> yep. Or or after yeah. the fact, it's like, oh man, I've been needing to do this. I've been meaning to. Oh crap! I <laughs> should have done that. And yeah, is that is, is that the, I've always said the P and CPA stands for procrastination. <laughs> I think that is very good answer. I have been fighting for years to figure out how to overcome complacency and procrastination in this industry, and man, that thing is embedded. Yeah, I think it's part of the part of, once you pass the exam and you get the injection of a skepticism, <laughs> they follow it up with an injection of procrastination, no uh, doubt, and complacency. But you know, that's just I, I think complacency is just a, a you know a, a normal human factor at some point in time. It, it, but in, in today, I mean, in today's world, with the amount of change that's going on, we we don't have time to be complacent. No, no. It moves too quick. By the time you're complacent, you're a dinosaur. Oh, by the way, do you have a BlackBerry I could see? 
<laughs> Man, don't you miss that Crackberry? It was yeah. so simple. <laughs> the old Crackberry. Uh, so I th- thanks for you know clarifying that on um, what your business does, and it, and it sounds like you, you provide a, an outstanding service. I, I, I forgot to mention when we started this, uh, you, you told that you've been heavily involved with the Maryland Association of CPAs, and you are a CPA, but you've got this unique. <laughs> aspect of, of, of how of how proud you are of being a CPA and and a Maryland CPA. Uh, would, would you like to share that with my audience? Sure, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, I never knew how much attention it would actually get. Um, in, in 2013, uh, as I mentioned, I was chairman of the board of the Maryland Association. And, uh, it, you know, for anybody who knows Marylanders, we have, we have great pride in our flag. So, you know, to kind of commemorate my experience and a little tribute to my loyalty to the industry and the state, I actually uh, got a tattoo on my, my right forearm in the shape of a Superman diamond with the backdrop of the Maryland flag and uh, the prestigious CPA letters running across the diamond. Well, I, I tell you what, we're going to put on, I'm going to put it in the show notes. If, if you'll take a picture of it, I'll put it on, on the website. So people, when they listen to it, <laughs> go there and, and they can, they can see the, this tattoo. You got it. Uh, and I'm glad when I was chair uh, of the Ohio Society of CPAs that I hadn't met you yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not sure where I would put the tattoo, but uh, that's <laughs> O-H-I-O. Okay. I got some <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. There. I. I have yet to see another state uh, chair step up to the plate. I, I'm determined to get Tom Hood to get one. I, I want to start like a, a hashtag that that you know we can create some sort of a um, campaign behind. Hashtag Tom Hood CPA tattoo trending on Twitter. <laughs> If we can get that trending, that would be outstanding. Well, as I told you, uh, this episode is airing two weeks after uh, Tom's episode. And I'll make sure to send Tom a note to to listen, especially to the first 10, 15 minutes of of the podcast. Awesome. So uh, you became a CPA. and, And when did you get involved with the Maryland Association? So I, you know, I was really fortunate. The the firm that I started out w- working for uh, at the time, the chairman of the MACPA was the owner of the firm, Carter Heim. You know, from day one, he basically sucked me into getting involved with with the Maryland Association, and they haven't been able to get rid of me since. I, I've just kind of become a rat. You know, I, I they, they every once in a while they put out traps, but I, I just eat the cheese and keep going. Um, <laughs> it's uh, you know, but it, it's man, I, I'm grateful for for all of my experience, the the relationships and people that. You know, I've connected with. I, I mean, they, you of course they add to the list. Um, it's it's awesome. It, it's I, I I was really fortunate to have that. Um, I don't know if you would call it guidance or forced involvement <laughs> in the early days, but um, you know, it, it's it, it definitely laid me out for for success in the future. 
Yeah, I, I, I think we need a little bit more voluntold instead of volunteer. <laughs> well said. So, when, when, what was, do you remember what was one of the first things you did as a volunteer uh, for the Maryland Association? Yeah, I, I do, actually. So, this was pretty cool. The, the association at the time, again, this was 2000, I believe, was realizing, hey, you know, we, we can no longer just be old boys club. Um, we really need to kind of dynamically change ourselves. So they created this uh, strategic governance task force where they they actually split two groups. It was an under 35 group and an over 35 group. And they said, redesign the ideal member association. Uh, you know, no rules, no nothing. Go off in the corner and do it. So I, you know, I'm put in the room with, you know, all these uh, young, mostly CPAs, and we design just this kick-ass solution, and it, it was hilarious because, you know, eventually we had to present it to the board of directors, and you, you go in the room, and <laughs> well, the over 35s, I think they they were using an overhead projector and transparencies. <laughs> And, you know, we're rocking out this awesome PowerPoint presentation. And uh, it, the, the board directors basically combined the great elements of both groups. And at that point, I mean, if you were even to track back Tom Hood's kind of trajectory of when, you know, Maryland really hit the map, uh, I bet you would track it back to that time frame. So it, it was, it, I mean, I couldn't have uh, timed it better. Wow, what a cool way to start off your relationship with with the Maryland Association. Because yeah. um, we, I got involved with the Ohio Society about the same time in two thousand. That's when I went into academia, and I felt that getting to know the Ohio Society, my my professional association, would be a great way to network as well as get exposure for my students as well as keep up on uh, with what's going on in the profession. And I think one of the first things I did is I volunteered to be a chair or I volunteered and then <laughs> I was made a chair of a committee. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we were still back then doing the uh, uh, recognition of the new CPAs and we had this luncheon and um, I was in charge of that luncheon and, and getting a speaker and I, oh, I can't, I, uh, we were able to get someone who the, the chair at the time of the AICPA whose name is escaping me right now, but you know, Clark Price was instrumental in getting that. Yeah, just from there, just just open up one, like you said, the people that you meet, and, and two, just open up a tremendous amount of opportunities um, at that time. Yeah. yeah, that's all. And and what people don't realize, to your point, is when you show up as a volunteer, there's no shortage of opportunities. It, it's uh, they they see fresh blood, and all of a sudden, you know. You're you're an important body in the room. So, obviously, dynamics are changed. So, you were chair in 2013. I think we I shared this with you. So, I was 2000. I remember somebody asked me what keeps me up at night being chair, and my immediate response was this bucket that had a huge hole in the bottom of it, and that were the baby boomers that were leaving the full dues paying and going retiring and paying $100. <laughs> but we weren't replenishing that membership because of the younger generation. There was no being voluntold or maybe being 
shown or told or explained the, the benefits of joining a professional association. And, you know, all of a sudden now, now membership is beginning to, 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 to shrink. And, and yeah. in, in your mind, how do you engage, get excited this, actually, I'll say under 30 Mm-hmm. Who who are CPAs? So so they're they're not staff, but they might be in the senior or in the manager level to get involved. As well as I I, I still believe that you got to get into the classroom. You got to inspire the students uh, yep. about joining, and we do by giving them a free membership. But there's there's got to be that, that other hook there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, to me, the, the hook is, is getting involved. You know, I, it's, uh, I, I think the, the student involvement is the gateway. You know, I, I think Ohio does a similar thing. We have CPA day, you know, at, at the state, um, house every year to meet with our politicians. And it's been growing every year. The number of students who show up and it's such an awesome opportunity to see what being part of this industry and what being part of the association is about and getting access to things that probably in their wildest dreams they never realized they they would have access to so you know i see those uh future cpas getting involved and staying involved longer. And, it, you know, the people who are involved, we pay our dues without question. It, it's the people who kind of sit back and don't get involved where it becomes a struggle to uh, sustain the value. So it, it's, you got to get involved and, and you got to create opportunities in all types of different ways to do it. I, I, yeah, and I think... Part of the struggle is those who are who are out of school, even those who are out of school going going whether it's in public, whether it's in industry. Those first few years, you're overwhelmed, and yeah. and, the, and the carve out time uh, to you know doing something after hours. I I, I, I kind of get that, but at some point, you know, we we get to the point that we we got to quit looking. You know, will, will my employer pay my dues? <laughs> uh, no, okay, I'm not going to join. Wait a minute, right. we've got this wrong because you're looking at it as a cost when really it's an investment in your career. Oh, yeah. And, and I think that's part of the challenge is, is showing the value of that investment and your dues into your career and how you grow your career. And I, I think maybe that's where we're, where yeah. we're missing the boat. Oh, I, I, I agree. And, you know, if you can do it early, I, I think, you know, then it becomes a given. I, I know for a fact, you know, when I was changing jobs and doing interviews, I walked into every interview and I said, you will be paying my dues and you will be supporting my time out of the office being involved with the association. And if they didn't support it, well, I knew right away the culture of that firm wasn't for me. And them seeing that that was so important to me changed the conversation. So if if we can show that value early on, then it becomes a, a given. And, and it's just part of the package. Showing that value. So everything of value is built on trust. From uh, David Horsehager, who wrote The Trust Edge. And he also stated that the biggest lack of trust is the biggest expense organizations incur. So in, in taking 
David's words, applying it here, have the membership lost trust in their association because they're not seeing the value? I think that is a safe assumption. I, I you know, yeah, that, that's a really interesting perspective, and I, I can't argue with that. And, and as I, I sit there and think of it, that value, and we're trying to show that value, we lost that trust. Have they lost the trust because, going back to your earlier point, have we become complacent? I'm fortunate to be able to travel the country um, in a lot of state associations, CPA societies. Creating change within within an organization, most organizations, is difficult. And to have that type of change, we might want to do it. But mm-hmm. when it comes time, there's that fear that we're going to maybe screw up or something, and we don't do it. So we we look the same way as we do as we did back in 1990. Yeah, yeah. I, I take Maryland out of that out of that equation to 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 some degree because obviously Tom is an innovator and, and he's restructured, changed, and, and and moved Maryland to the to the head of of the class. But a lot of these other states and talking with them, it's it's just that. Well, this is the way we've always done it. <laughs> it's like, you know, wait, we're focusing on a product, but really we need to be focusing on the client, the customer, the member. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I get that there's a struggle in the sense that a lot of these state societies have really been based on just providing CPE. And that, you know, now we're in a world of, of free CPE at nauseum. But, you know, but I, I think to your point, you know, with Maryland is, you know, uh, Tom and, and the entire Maryland team have embraced like CPE that, it, sure, we have the technical stuff, but then we have the stuff that the, the stuff that you do, right? I mean, right. There, there's the, the things that develop us as, as team members, as individuals. Uh, and it, for me, when I'm looking at CPE that I attend, I don't just want it for, for the office. Like I want the, the self-development where I go home and, and maybe apply something I learned uh, in my personal life. And stepping it up, we, we've got to step our, up the game and, and get people to understand that, you know, uh, some free webinar from a vendor that barely qualifies for CPE, um, sure, that checks the box on your license every, every uh, renewal period. But, it, you know, it, that's really not developing you in, in any way. Yeah. And I, when I look at it, I think about NASBA. And, and, and NASBA, even though we've got a lot of angst with that NASBA, and, 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 but the one thing they did do that I thought was right is that they allow personal development courses to qualify for CPE. Yep. Now it's up to the state to decide what they want to do. And, and I'm not going to name the state, but there's a state out there that when I was looking through uh, their CPE requirements, what it takes, personal development did not qualify. <sighs> Such a shame. It, but it goes back to what you just said. I mean, so you get in that that personal development that helps you in in, in your business as well as in, in life. Yeah, I, and I think you know that that goes back to are we still doing something that we're doing today that we did thirty years ago and, and haven't changed? But I I I do see work work with BLI and, and the clients that they put me in front of, and I, and I have the, the privilege of doing that. The attitude about 
you know, they, uh, soft skills. I say you, they may mm-hmm. seem soft, but they're pretty hard to master. <laughs> That's well said. Yeah. I, I, I see more and more firms, more and more companies doing more of that these days to augment the technical side where during the recession, you, soft skills, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're, not, we're not paying for that. I said, no, it's, not, you're not paying, it's called an investment. And now it seems, well, I'll just say this. At one point in time, 90% of my business was technical, 10% on the soft skills of personal development. Oh, wow. Today, my business is 99.9% personal development, <laughs> 0.1% technical. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, and I can tell you, I mean, from your session down in Atlanta, I can't tell you how many times I, I've brought up to people now that that the word silent and listen have the same letters. I, I mean, that that alone was worth the price of admission. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I got a little nervous there for a moment. What were you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> it could have gone down so many roads. <laughs> so you're 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 your involvement with the Maryland Association, I mean, you've been, you've met a ton of people. Oh, yeah. And you've met the movers and shakers in the, the CPA world in Maryland as well as nationally. Yeah. And even international. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and I mean, you know, it, obviously it's, it's a community of, of, you know, the paparazzi isn't following any of us, but, you know, I, I can say, you know, I, I personally know so many people who are the rock stars of the accounting industry globally. And I, I mean, you know, that is pretty powerful to be able to have, you know, personal conversation with, you know, folks who, who are experienced and have more connections. I mean, that, that doesn't happen without the involvement. Right. And, and, Having that involvement, having the, the commitment, and gaining trust within your network as well as within the management of the Maryland Association, because they didn't one day just pull your name out of the hat of all the members. Went, oh, it's Byron Patrick's time to be <laughs> president or chair of the board. <laughs> yeah, I, I drew the short straw that year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's an investment of time uh, that really has a huge return on investment. It's just hard to calculate sometimes. Oh yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's no tangible calculation. You, you can't quantify it. And, and if you're expecting a, a quantifiable ROI on, on your involvement, then you know, I, you may be barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. But you know, when you, when you say that you've met, some of the rock stars in the accounting profession name drop for me, if you, if you would just. To oh, oh, well, I, I mean, for one right now, the, the queen of the, the uh, industry, yeah. Kimberly Ellison Taylor. I mean, so it, she'll tell you like uh, her and, and my friendship dates back to, you know, 2000 um, that are, are, we both got involved about the same time. So, I mean, you know, a, clearly a, a personal friend. Um, let, let's, let's go to the, the next incoming chair of the, the AICPA, Bill Reeb. What a just great guy that, um, you know, I, I've, I've been connected with for a number of years. I mean, obviously, we've, we've already said Tom Hood. 
um, ad nauseum. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I mean, there, there's few people who, who get above that. Um, how, how about Jim and Gary Boomer? These guys yeah. have been influentially involved in, in the association for years. And, and I consider them you know, it, it not just colleagues in a sense, but personal friends. So it, it's, it, you know, it, there's there's a lot of people out there who, who I really do consider to be friends that without this involvement, um, they'd just be names I'd read about. Yeah. And when you said, uh, Kimberly, I got goosebumps. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I met Kimberly some years ago, working with BLI, working, I was in Las Vegas speaking at the National Association of Black Accountants. And she went to dinner with Tom Hood, myself, and Carl Alrex. And I, I fell in love. <laughs> she, had me, she had me at hello. One, I, the, the, the woman is the Energizer Bunny. Yes. Uh, I don't know how she keeps up that pace, but just her story uh, of, of, of growing up in inner city Baltimore and, and where she is today and, and all that she does. And, you know, I, I really wanted to be there, sneak in at council when, when they, when her year that started at that breakfast, uh, unfortunately I had a speaking engagement, but I, I have run into Kimberly a number of times over the past year. And, you know, Kimberly, if you're listening, I, I hope I can call you a friend because uh, <laughs> I told you, just call me anytime. I'd be happy to do anything that, that, that you need. But I've had some interesting conversations with her. I tell you the one that, uh, you know, getting to know Barry Melanson at sure. the VICPA, that's, he's got an interesting story as well. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah yep. I mean, the guy's smarter than, than a whip. <laughs> Uh, I, I, but yeah, I mean, the, the exposure, even even in my own state, the people that I've met, the, the, sure. the, the Dave Simcoe's, the, the Jerry yep. Esselstein's, and, and all these that I, I still keep in contact with, and, you know, being on different committees, you know, chairing different things, being part of it, and, and getting to know that network, uh, it's been priceless. Oh, yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, I, I look at, um, again, my friendship with uh, Mark Kazeel at the AICPA. And I mean, man, like, despite the fact that I, it, I at a moment's notice, will will go and uh, hang out and just grab drinks with that guy, to have, you know, uh, a friendship with somebody, a relationship with somebody, you know, in his position at the AICPA, is just you know it it definitely has its its opportunities. Yeah, it, it really does. And, and as as so, let, let's steer this in just a little bit of a different direction, but circle it back to your your business with all the contacts that you have made through your volunteership at in Maryland. I have to believe that that has turned into referrals, that has turned into revenue, that's turned into profits. Oh, a hundred percent. There, there's um, not that I couldn't have done it without it, um, but the path sure as heck would have been a lot different. Um, and I mean, you know, just as of last night, I got a Facebook message from our mutual friend um, Jennifer Elder with, oh. with the referral. I, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Jennifer is another one that I, I never would have known her um, outside of my involvement. She's she's an awesome rock star to, uh, uh, you know, have in the list of friends. Well, I, I don't know if you know this, but um, 
Jennifer is my office wife. And, I didn't know that. And, I, and I'm the office husband. She and, I, uh, she and I met five years ago at a BLI Thought Leader Conference. And about a year later, she had this wonderful idea of developing a course called the 8-Hour MBA. And I helped her with the, the content of it. And there, I mean, for a while, we were like talking all the time. And it's like, okay, this is the office husband. This is the office wife. And you're right. That, that's, that's another rock star. And, and, and was this one? Of the, I, I pulled up your, fa- your, not your Facebook, your LinkedIn page. And you know a former friend. Well, he's still a friend of mine. I haven't seen him in years. Who I went to graduate school with at Case Western. Really? You know Dave Sharkey? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, we, the, the, I know Dave basically through a, uh, potential, um, uh, customer opportunity here at Network Alliance. So that, that's how I met Dave. Dave's, Dave's a great guy. And, and when we're talking about the people that we know, you're one of the few that I'm hooked up with in LinkedIn that we have 74 mutual connections. <laughs> That's awesome. I've heard six degrees from Kevin Bacon, but we're 74 degrees from something. <laughs> There's no doubt. In some way, shape, or form, we, I, I think we may be connected to everyone. I, I think so. And, 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 and I think I told you this in all transparency. When you were in my session in Atlanta, you were kind of towards in the front, which I thought was really, you know, most CPAs are stuck in the back, but... <laughs> But I, I, I looked, I didn't recognize you at first, but I went, you, I, I, where do I know this guy from? Because it, it's been a few years. And, and all I had to do was look down at your forearm. <laughs> and I think I said to you, are you lost? Do you know that you're in Georgia when you're supposed to be in there? <laughs> right. I, 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 think, I think the biggest, I think the, 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 the Benefit of being a, a member of, of an association, it, it, this piece of it is the worst kept secret. Or maybe yeah. the best kept I don't know. But it, when I talk to other CPAs like ourselves and, and talk about the network that we have been able to grow, how it, my business would, wouldn't have started yep. if I hadn't had my involvement at, at the Ohio Society and, and the, the CPE director at that time her name was Joe McGlashan, kind of gave me my start. And she was there to help me. And then I just kept meeting more people and more people. I always, I always wondered if I hadn't gotten involved, like you said, that, that, it, it takes that road and, and lengthens it. Will I have gotten here? Yeah, but it would have taken a lot more blood, sweat, and tears when, you know, as long as, as, long as you're doing a great job, and you're yep. trustworthy, and you're reliable, and you're not a pain in the behind. <laughs> People will talk good about you. You can be all that and a pain in the behind. You'll get talked about, but it won't be in that same breath. That's right. Uh, absolutely. And, and you know, it, so talking about, you talked about the things that, that kept you up at night when you were chair. And that for me, it was all of our members who were missing out on these opportunities. And, and kind of my big message during my chair year was be selfish and get involved because I, you know, as much as I do to give to the industry and the association and everything else, my takeaway is a thousandfold. And it, it, it's okay. I am perfectly fine with you getting involved if, if it's to be selfish, because once you show up, 
you're not going to leave. Right. I, but I, I think that sometimes there comes a time that you've gone through just about everything that you can. Like the I, the, the 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 pinnacle is being chair uh, or uh, of the association's executive board. Then it kind of I don't know about you, but I I, I missed the, that responsibility. I I missed that that interaction. It, it was like a drug. Oh, yeah. I mean, you were on the yeah. you were on the pulse, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> wait, I'm, I'm like, I, uh, one. I'm not Clark's not texting me anymore. I'm not like, getting emails, and, and I. I went a, a few years with, without getting really involved in anything. And then I, I started getting involved back with the National Speakers Association, the Ohio chapter, and a couple of years ago. And it started feeling good. And they, they put me on the board. And, and be careful what you wish for, Pete, because I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm now president-elect. <laughs> there you go. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> exactly. And my wife just shakes her head and I went, yeah, I know. It, it just eats time, but it doesn't really eat time. It's just people who I, I get, the people who I have access to. Yeah. And if you want to be the best, you want to surround yourself, you want to access with the best, and, and the best is the network that you can build. And what, what did, I don't know where I heard this, that you want to, out of the top five people in your network, you want to be the weakest link. Oh, yeah. And, and I think that I have built and continue to build a network where I, I want to be that weakest link, and I want to be surrounded with some of the best and the brightest, because that's access. Oh, a hundred percent. And to your point, I mean, in, in fact, I don't know why we didn't meet each other at that thought leaders dinner. Cause I'm fairly certain I may have been there, but you know, I've, I've like, you've been fortunate enough to be invited to, you know, a variety of these like thought leader, um, meetings, dinners, whatever you want to call them. And, um, I, I walk in the room and I kind of go like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> like, you know, like they, these are like the superstars and I'm just kind of like get to witness it. And it, it's, it, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. Like it, it's it, having people around me who, who are smarter, stronger, faster, uh, you know, that, that just keeps the fire burning. Yeah, it does. As you were, you know, describing that, I, it took me back to my first time walking in at AICPA council as a council member. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, what? Man, did, what? Do they know? Oh, I, <laughs> whole, I better be quiet and not say anything. I mean, I, I, I was, I, I, starstruck is probably not the right word, but I, I was to some degree intimidated because I started realizing, man, these yeah. are all heavy hitters in the industry. Yeah, and it was just like, okay. Um, <laughs> Somebody made a mistake, yeah. and I ended up here. Somebody, they didn't go back and count the ballots. I had, <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it was also so cool because I, I think the one speaker that I, that was there that I always remember was uh, Sal Khan. Yeah, oh, that was my favorite one ever. Yeah, that was. That was really cool, uh, and then they had a, they've had futurists on, and there's been some interesting speakers. But just getting to meet other individuals from different states, and I still keep in contact with, with, with a few of these guys uh, yeah. over the past God, oh, it's been almost seven, eight, nine years, something like yep. that. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. I, 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 the reason why I wanted to have you, and I told you this, the reason why I want to have you on uh, on this podcast because we had this conversation and. and you know, 
to have it recorded <laughs> and and to be able to use uh, in order to help those who are hesitant or those who don't see the value in joining your state CPA association. Uh, hopefully, yep. the conversation that we've had will inspire some to step in, lean in, take a risk, take a chance. I would assume I so. you call anybody at the Maryland Association that's on staff or in, in Ohio, you call anybody on the Ohio Society staff or anywhere in, in the country, call the state association, tell them who you are, tell them you want to volunteer to do something. Be careful. You might be chair of the board <laughs> 10 years later. That's right. But what a great what a great outcome that is, though. Oh, man. I, absolutely. Absolutely. I, if a few people just get that inspired, that that would just be phenomenal. Well, I, I, I agree. And Byron, I, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Uh, I had a blast in uh, at Atlanta. But you, you don't live in Maryland anymore. You, you're in, you're in, uh, on the Virginia side now, right? So, so I, I work on the Virginia side, but I, I'm still in Maryland. Oh, you're yep. still in Maryland. Well, yep. I, I will be back up in Maryland soon. And uh, we'll definitely get together for dinner and uh, catch up. But I, I appreciate it. I, I love the conversation we had in Atlanta. I love this conversation. Yep. And, and I, I, I think just the passion in both of our voices may inspire, whether it's a student, young CPA, or somebody who has some seasoning to them to, to, to get involved. And it's, it's, all just, it's all just a good thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. And uh, w- when you're in town, I, I, I want to uh, get, get the feedback from a uh, Kentucky whiskey tongue on the, the Sagamore whiskey. It's, uh, I, I can envision um, a, a drink or two that, that may include that. <laughs> well, yeah, for those who aren't in Maryland, you, you have to, uh, before we wrap this up, you have to explain the Sagamore. <laughs> well, so, so uh, for, for those of you, um, the Kevin Plank, the owner of Under Armour has a large horse farm in Maryland called Sagamore Farms that has a very unique feature of uh, fresh water that runs across limestone, which is ideal for rye whiskeys. So he has uh, created a Sagamore whiskey uh, out of Baltimore with uh, a whole lot of Maryland tradition and roots and it's it is definitely one of my favorite whiskeys. Well, I I told you I'm I'm born and raised in Kentucky, and I'm a Kentucky bourbon snob. I I know that I admit that, uh, but but if anybody's gonna offer me free whiskey, I'll try it. <laughs> done, done, <laughs> done. All right, so we'll get that on the calendar. So uh, I, I appreciate I appreciate it, Byron. Again, thank you very much, and I, I look oh, thank you to sipping some whiskey with you. Can't wait, brother. I would like to thank Byron for giving his time to discuss the benefits of volunteering at a state CPA society. For those of my audience, it's now up to you to pick up the phone, call your state society, and volunteer. I'd like to talk a little bit more about the first five episodes of this podcast, which are qualified for CPE self-study credit under the NASBA category of personal development. Those interviews are with Clark Price, the retired CEO of the Ohio Society of CPAs, Mike Scorantino, author of Gratitude Marketing. 
Tom Hood, who is the current CEO of the Maryland Association of CPAs, Edmund Lowitz, who is a partner with the firm of Witham Smith & Brown, and Carl Ulrichs, who is an HR professional at Gregory & Appel Insurance. These episodes are located on the MACPA BLI Self-Study website, and they are mobile-friendly. Create an account and purchase an episode. Then you can listen to them on your daily commute, or while you're working out, or even at your desk. When you are finished, take the review and final exam on your mobile device or your computer. It's that easy. While all selected Improv is No Joke podcasts are available on my website, only those purchased through the MACPA BLI Self-Study website are eligible for CPE Self-Study credit. You can get the detailed instructions by visiting my website at petermargaritas.com and clicking on the graphic, Listen, Learn, and Earn Improv is No Joke podcast on the homepage. I hope you enjoy this exciting and flexible new way of receiving CPE credit. Remember, you can subscribe to my podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you'd like to purchase a personalized signed copy of my book, Improv is No Joke, using improvisation to create positive results in leadership and life for only $14.99 and the shipping's free, please go to my website and you'll see the Available Now icon on my homepage. Just click and go to the shopping cart. In addition, you can download Improv is No Joke audiobook for $14.99 so you can listen on the go. You can follow me on social media. You can find me on Facebook by searching The Accidental Accountant. My Twitter handle is at pmargaritas, and my Instagram name is pmargaritas. Connect with me on LinkedIn by searching my entire name. In episode 70, I interview Annie Kondaraci, who is a change management consultant and has studied and performed improv at the Second City, Annoyance Theater, and I.O. in Chicago. That is going to be a fun, fun interview. Thank you again for listening. I'd greatly appreciate it if you'd leave a review on iTunes. It does help with the exposure of this podcast. Remember, use the principles of improvisation to help you better connect and communicate with those in your organization and in your life. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.